Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throw-up, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! Okay, Fork Talk Nation, welcome to episode 9. Live from the 49th state. A compilation of various bits and segments, both new and and, and old. And old. And Fork Talk is coming to you live from inside of a beautiful new Nissan Rogue. Nissan Rogue, white. Not my favorite rental car color. No, I didn't like it too much either. And not, you know, that's no offense to white people. No, not at all. Because I know how sensitive you are yeah. to these things. Well, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bald. I'm white. Um, it has 2,622 oh, miles on it, so it's relatively new. Yeah. And it's actually semi-comfortable. It's fully insured, which means we're going to ride it like a fucking bumper car. <laughs> all over Alaska, baby. And we are driving up Highway 9 coming just away from Seward, 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 Alaska. They should call it Sewer, Alaska, because it smells like shit. Well, it smells like the sea. Oh, could sorry, have, it the could, sea. It could, have been the, it could have been the cruise ship and all the old people in Bengay that was wafting across <laughs> the bay. Yeah, right next to the, right next to the Brown Star uh, gift shop. Brown... Brown Valley Insurance at a gift shop. The, the brown star. No, the chocolate the brownfish. The brown stain. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Anyway, Ray's. We had a pint. Right, yeah. Place called Ray's. Right on the, right on the water there, we had a pint. Um, I had some Alaskan amber stuff, and mm, you had some else too. Tasty. But yeah. I had a local red Denali, yeah. and we're heading back to Anchorage. Yep. And we decided, since we have a couple hours in the car, what better to do than get some segments done? Talk about Fork Talk, talk about our fans, that's talk right. about everybody. We've been talking about it all since we've been on the flight anyway this morning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a real treat. I got up at <laughs> no whiteboard in the car, obviously. Candy, we're, we're here with our uh, staff. Yep. In the backseat of the Nissan Rogue is Devilange, who's actually been... Say hi, Devilange. Hi. Devilange has actually been on form today. She's had great ideas. Oh, yeah. She's killer, dude. Yeah? Yeah. She's been, uh, she's been a little bit more out of her shell than normal. I like yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Well, she lets her hair down, and you got to be careful. 
Right. Well, let's just keep her. Let's make sure she lets her hair right. down and keeps her clothes on. I don't. No, I don't want that to happen. I want the hair <laughs> down with the clothes off. <laughs> and also is our producer Candy Sprinkles. Yep, sprinkling little rays of sunshine all over the freaking podcast. Right. Now, Even though it's raining. And the podcast will sound a little different because we're not using our normal studio setup. No, we're out of. Uh, we're, we're Fork Talk Studios. We're using a special setup that Candy's got for um, for our traveling. Yep. We're on iPad, and it, hopefully it'll work good. Yeah, I'm essentially, we're actually driving. Hoss is driving. I'm That's riding right. shotgun. That's right. We got the two, uh, got the producer and our uh, my handler uh, riding bitch in the back seat. Which you know, and I tell you, Big Daddy, Alaska. So it's an overcast day. It's supposed to be sunny tomorrow for throwing. Better. Be. We're here for the uh, Eagle River Highland Games. Yep. Tomorrow, and um, but it's overcast, and so the cloud base is basically right around, you know, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand feet, and it's blocking about half of the mountain range. Yeah. yeah. So what we can see is these giant green, emerald green, fjords. Steep forts, fjord, Fairmont, fjord, fjord. Yeah, fjord Fairlanes. <laughs> One of my favorite cars. Yeah, good car. Great movie though. Standardized Clay. Oh man, I love that movie. Oh, yeah. You know, it's sad that he's gotten like fat and it's going thin up top on his hair because he doesn't look good. You should see his glasses. You see his glasses. <laughs> he's he got like these two like television sets. Well, he looks right. like those. El- they're like weird Elvis glasses. Like yeah. he's like he's going for. I've got a. Two month stool stored up inside my bowels. Well, and I'm old, have he, a heart attack on the toilet. Old, he's an old New York Jew. That's the way they look. They get those big glasses, right? <laughs> they got no hair on top. Right? That's true. He's got a bot belly. That's true. Still wears the gold chain. Wait a minute. Yeah. This is a side conversation. But did you did you see him on The Apprentice? You know, I didn't. Oh my actually. gosh, he was on The Apprentice. That must have been gold. With with, with uh, Donald and the gang, uh-huh. and oh my god, he was so embarrassing. He kept trying to do some of his old shtick uh-huh. in the boardroom, and people were like, "What?" Because was he more he, embarrassing than Lou Ferrigno? Because well, he made a fool of himself. He, yeah, actually, yes. Wow. Lou looked like a genius compared <laughs> to him. And, and That's not much. it was sad. Andrew, he 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 was like doing his like um, John Travolta in, imitation and stuff, uh-huh. but at the wrong time. Like it didn't make sense. Okay, did he get fired? Yes, he right, did. There you go. Yes, quickly. Was actually, he the first one to get fired? No, but yeah. it was close. Yeah. It was close. Yeah, what are you gonna do? It was close. Little Miss Muffet sat her tuppet, <laughs> eating curds away. Law came a spider, sat down with cider, said, "Hey." What's, What's in the bowl, bowl, bitch? Oh, I don't know. I love that I bit. love that guy. Yes. So, anywho. So, here we are. We're cruising at a little over 60 miles an hour. <laughs> it has unfortunately started to rain. It's been raining. Uh, it didn't on the way down. That's true. It didn't. Um, and... Beautiful scenery. We got the mountains. We got yeah. uh, we got some country music on the radio. We got a big swamp. Let's turn it up a little bit. Turn it up a little bit. Let's hear some music. Nice. All right, Fork Talk is uh, on www.fork-talk.com. Yep. And um, Andy Sprinkles just told me to turn the music off. Well, no, she said turn it down a little bit. So give me just a tiny bit in the background. She said off. A little more. How's that? It's good. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. 
So, um, and you can find us on Facebook. Yes, at you can. Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Hoss. And, and um, we are coming to you every couple weeks. And in the throwing season, we're finding this is difficult. Yeah. So we got to be much more uh, creative with our podcasting. Yeah, I mean, we can't pack up the whole studio every time we go to games. And, you know, the last six weeks, we've been to four games. Right. You know, there's a lot of traveling and, you know. Frankly, I don't trust the airlines with all of our equipment because it's pretty expensive and right. stuff. And you know, although our babies aren't with us on this trip. Who? Oh. oh, no, I'm not talking about the children. <laughs> I Who know. cares about them? I know. I just just dawned on me what you're talking about. Yes. Our lovely, lovely force. Yeah. Now, yeah. um, Will Robinson tucked in back at home. Yes, he is. Yes. Comfortable. And uh, the Spitfire is back home. Yep. The whore. Yeah. Yeah. The whore. And. Um, the uh, Candy Rain. Yeah, Candy yep. Fork and then Double Ange Fork. Double Ange, yeah. And uh, my, my Shamrock Fork. Yes. All tucked in nice and in the beds. Tucked in. Tucked in. Yeah, Billy Brew. Billy Brew. Billy Brew got a, a little, I cleaned him up. And last e- last weekend at um, at Tacoma yep. got used by um, Charlie Latt. Charlie Latt. Who wasn't oh. happy with him, and then what did he do? Yeah, he switched. Yeah, he switched over. You know what? Yeah, he's dead Charlie, to me. that means Billy is now dead to you. Yeah, and you're dead to me, Charlie Latt. Really? Ouch. Yeah. Hey, when he switched to a two-time. Oh, he did. How do you go from a oh. three-time to a two-time? Ouch, 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 still ouch, ouch. That's terrible. Yeah. City of Kenai. Kenai. Kenai is 68 miles? Is that what it says? Yep, that's what it says. All right, so we've got a couple hours between us and Anchorage, and in that time, podcast gold, baby, <laughs> gold. Hey, look out, state trooper. Where? Oh, he's, that's a polar bear. Never mind. <laughs> polar bear. We have. We saw polar bears. Yep. We saw. Should we? Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start, yeah. All right. Oh, wait a minute. This is great. So. Um, our sponsor, Big Daddy. Yes, he is. Yes. Mattress Ranch. Mattress Ranch. www.mattressranch.com. And we got into Anchorage Airport. Yep. And we contacted Max. First thing we did. And he said, hey, come on by. Yep. Because he and his lovely bride, Yvonne, are Yvonne, up here. Who just and ran a marathon. And she just ran a marathon. Shout out, Yvonne. Well. Shout out. Well done. And we went by Mattress Ranch, Alaska, yeah. one of their stores here, yes? Flagship store of Anchorage, yes. And um, it was good. We caught up with him, got a picture, which we'll post yep. on Facebook, and um, in front of the store, supporting them. Yep. That was cool. So it was good to see them. And Max is going to be throwing with us tomorrow as well. throwing. So the, uh, thanks again to Mattress Ranch, our sponsor. That's uh, com for yep. all your many by needs. We stand on the shoulders of giants, so we should probably give some shouts. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to shout to Greg Bell, who was on the airplane Greg with Bell. us today. Greg Bell coming in for the pro class for That's the right. Alaska Games. That's right. He's uh, looking good. Yeah. Strong. He should do well tomorrow, I believe. We also have uh, John Oden coming from Kelso, Washington, as well. Oh, John's coming up. All right. Yeah. yeah, we didn't see him on the plane, but he's coming up. Fantastic. Brian Stewart's coming all the way from Utah. Yes, one Ryan of our Stewart. very favorites, member him and Bellingham. Very good. Yep, Ryan Stewart. Um, let's see who else we got. Oh, Rusty Price from California is coming. Very good. Andrew Hobson, all the way from uh, I believe he's from New Mexico. Okay. He's from that Four Corners area because he's always you know, he's, he's part Navajo and part uh, Irish. <laughs> he is yeah, really. Yeah, I'm not joking. Wait a minute. He's part Navajo, part Irish. Yes. 
That's quite a combo. It is. He's a wait a minute guy. So wait a minute. So Navajo uh, biology or metabolics mm-hmm. would say that they don't handle alcohol very well. Yeah. They don't and metabolize it very well. And the Irish make right? drinker. And, <laughs> and Irish are metabolize alcohol very well. Yep. So being the being the uh, medical guy you are, first of all, are you impressed that I knew that? I am. And, you know, I'd be even more impressed if you understood why he has a black eye almost every day. Oh, interesting. You know why? Why? Because he beats himself up because he's half Irish and half Indian. <laughs> right? So one can't stop the other. One wants to drink and the other one doesn't want to drink, but he wants to drink anyway. So they fight over drinks. So he, they, has a, yeah. he has some polarity. He has a lot of inner demons. <laughs> he's chock full of inner demons. Yes, he is. But he's a hell of, the one thing I will say about the guy, he's a hell of an artist. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. I bought I bought two prints from him already. One of them is pretty famous. It's called it's actually called Brebner Revisited. Okay. It's a print of Francis Brebner and it's really nice and it's colorful. Very nice. It's from the original one that he did in the first place, which was very nice as well. He doesn't make those anymore. Oh. Um, and I bought another one called Discibus, which is actually a very colorful discus thrower. Which, oh, I know that one. That's a yeah, nice one. Hangs in my office. He does that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be here. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting him. If you ever seen my Art of Throwing t-shirt, which I usually wear when I throw, yes. that's his. That's actually his, his deal. Yes, you're going to wear that shirt until it becomes paper and it explodes. Well, I wore the first one until it was paper and exploded, and then I bought a second one out. This is, this is number two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he doesn't make any more, so I'm going to be shut out of luck when this runs out. That's awesome. So, But, yeah, so he'll be here. Um, I know I'm probably forgetting somebody, but... I think we hit the most of the list, so... Yeah, well, and I'm really excited, as we said on uh, the last podcast, to meet Brett, our throwing buddy up here in the Masters. Oh, yeah, Brett McDonald. Brett yep. McDonald. Our good buddy Ray Maybe will be throwing us tomorrow. Ray well. Maybe will be throwing. So there's some of the crew from down south in the yeah. lower 48, as they say. There's only three of us, you know, Odin. from the Masters that are coming up. Yeah. I'm sorry, Candy? John Odin. did you say him? Yeah, uh, we did yeah, that. Were you, like were five you listening? Ago when I mentioned She's doing name. producer duties, obviously. It's just beautiful. We're Fort Stark Nation. We're basically driving. So you got to look up a map. Get out your <laughs> mapquest.com. And as you're looking around this, and World follow Seward as you go north towards uh, Anchorage. And you, you pass along all this really awesome inland fjord, these steep banks going down to the river, down to the water. And then um, we go down and loop around the. the one finger one and then back in Anchorage. You know, I have not seen one igloo since you've been here. Well, so wait a minute. So we, you had a, a goal, uh, Big Daddy, yeah. to see certain animals. Yep. Native uh, species. Absolutely. Or yes. not. That's the case. And you wanted to see, first of all, a polar bear. Yep. You wanted to see penguins. Yes. You wanted to see... Not penguins. I mean, one's fine. Uh, yeah, penguin. It doesn't have to be a flock of penguins. True. Or one. penguins. You want to see a what penguin? Do call, what do they call a bunch of penguins? I don't a know. A flock of seagulls. A flock of seagulls. That's a group that they sing in the 80s. Uh, Is that what your hair would look like if you actually had hair? That's would actually it be what a flock it of seagulls like. look like? You ever see my picture from the 80s? No. Man, when you, badass. You had a mullet with a flock of seagulls bangs? Uh, I, I had two big wings coming off the side of my head. <laughs> I would I would pay money to see that. Oh, you know, you laugh now, but you wouldn't have messed with me. 
I was one tough-looking suit. Now, maybe you could, uh, if I guess you could get that look again if you just kept growing your uh, beard out, your foo, and then you just <laughs> did a comb-over from the beard to the top of your head. That would be an interesting version of the flock of seagulls. Yeah, it's really funny. Want to move on to the next topic, please? <laughs> no, your other animal. Ange thinks it's hilarious. She's Del in a bad Ange, seat. Shut up. What was your other animal? Uh, what was your other? You wanted to see a polar bear. You wanted to see a, a penguin. You wanted to see a moose. A moose. You wanted to see a uh, Native American, a Native uh, Eskimo type. Oh, I've seen a few of those already. They're done Inuit. drinking. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, downtown we were in there. We drove past the park. There's a whole bunch of Natives drinking. I'm not kidding. They were not they're eating right. their reindeer hot dogs. They're eating reindeer hot dogs. <laughs> drinking their uh, Mike no, Lunch. No, they weren't. They were lunch. We yeah. three places on the way to lunch. You were at your business meeting, huh? Oh, my God. three places that were selling reindeer hot dogs. We're totally That's... getting a reindeer hot dog. Yep. I wow. didn't know they you made know, such a thing. You know, they're $15.50 a pop. That sounds I'll tell you what. For $15.50, it better be fucking Rudolph. What? It better be Rudolph. Wait a minute. Yes. 15 bucks for a reindeer hot dog? Yeah. For the lips and assholes of a reindeer, yeah. I gotta pay fifteen bucks. That bitch better have a red nose that glows. Is all I gotta say. <laughs> Holy cow! So, first of all, we were concerned about the ability to see a polar bear, and yet there we were, minutes off the airplane, two of them. Yeah. Stuffed in the airport. In the airport. Yeah, we got a picture. But we got a picture. Yeah. Right. Um, the second one, you, you've been informed that the penguins are the wrong continent. In fact, the wrong hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're from Antarctica. But we informed you that there's the puffin. The puffin. And the puffin is a. It's a cute little bird. Northern penguin hemisphere. Yeah. It's a puffin, not a penguin. Type of bird looks penguinish. So are you telling me there's no Arctic penguins puffin. in Alaska? No. I'm telling you, there's no penguins in no, Alaska. No, you said they're not indigenous to Alaska, but I'm saying, are you telling me there's not one penguin here? Oh, I bet you there is at the zoo. If I went to the, the uh, Alaska Zoo, I wouldn't find a penguin? You would find one. All right. You would find a south, uh, you'd find a southern hemisphere penguin. All right. He'd be very sad and lonely. He'd be sad and lonely, trying to get home, and then he would be with Arctic Puffin. Well, the polar bear is probably trying to eat him. <laughs> True. Arctic puffins are cuter, though. I agree with Devil Ange. They're cute. Yeah? So we're going to look for an Arctic puffin. No. no. I already saw one. one. Steph got one. Oh, she did. A three-dimensional one. Yeah, it's a cute, cute little card you ever saw. There you go. You like then, reach right in there and grab that little puffin by the throat and kiss it. And, and the moose. And we haven't seen any moose I haven't seen a moose. We got moose droppings. I got a picture of a moose. Yeah. Actually. You tried buying a moose hat, yeah. which you were denied. Yeah, I was denied a lot of hats. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm getting one. Get ahead, God bless America. Yes. So yeah, so that's been our day so far. Well, it's been good so far, um, and uh, we've given some shouts. Um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but first of all, Facebook shouts, three hundred and thirty-five at last. Yeah, holy shit! Holy finally. cow! People got off their asses and pressed that like button. Hey, let me tell you, Fork Talk Nation, well done because the. Uh, likes on the page have been blowing up. We've like had 75, 100 in the last few weeks. I must say it made me happy. So it is fantastic. And I don't have those names in front of me right now. No. But we'll have to shout them later. Well, we'll shout them all. Every, every, every goddamn one of them. We'll yeah, we will. Um, and what and else? A shout out to all the listeners. Yes. Who probably made it happen. Because remember, right. 
our last episode, the Ocho. The Ocho. We made a big stink about it, right? I yeah. went out on, in fact, I went on a tirade. You did? And I think a lot of our listeners said, hey, look, we need to make this happen. And they went and shared our page with a bunch of other people who liked it. That's the only way it could happen. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Very true. I'm choked up. Very true. So, yeah, so I think that was great. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Big Daddy. Big Daddy here. Um, I need to do a quick shout relevant to the Department of Factual Incorrectness. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, and I'll I'll do this because it was my error. Well, since I have no idea what you're talking about, take it over. All right. So the Department of Factual Incorrectness uh, helped remind me, based on some feedback from the listening audience, that I had an incorrect <coughs> statement in the last podcast, in the Ocho. No. Yeah, and, and, and here's what happened. Uh-huh. At one point, I was talking with Kel Moray of Diablo Pitchfork. Indeed. And we were talking about... Uh, forks and various other topics and we were talking about the fork talk stuff and that I was enjoying doing it with him mm-hmm. and he, at some point, I, either we were throwing or on the phone, I can't remember which, but he brought up originally the concept of the sheaf widow. Fork widow. Really? Yes. The sheaf widow. Sheaf widow. Yeah, and we had that as a topic last <laughs> podcast. Right. And, um, and I said, you know, that it was something I'd come up with. And I just, I plum forgot. I, I put down originally Chief Widow topic, and I probably put Kale's name down to it, but then I forgot, and I just remembered that it needed to be a topic we were going to talk about, mm-hmm. but I forgot who came up with the original. And he came up with it, in addition to my version of it, which was accurate, right? about loving Chief, loving the games, but having certain consequences with your significant other for doing so. Correct. But his was very specific to his wife, Shonda, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was often in the garage, in the shop, making forks for us yeah. and others. And the wee hours of the morning. It's, yes, and because he puts a lot of uh, effort into these because they're beautiful pieces of well, he's art. He's quite an artist. And so she is the chief widow, and she has claimed that on regular occasion, I'm sure, to his chagrin. Right. So, so she's the original Chief Widow. Correct. And I wanted that corrected for the record. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, especially since he was going to call his lawyers and <laughs> he was going to contact Buskowitz. You know, they don't want to mess with us. They don't want to mess with us. Well, but the, the fees, Buskowitz's fees, dude, are not inexpensive. And I just didn't want to go through that. Listen to me. Buskowitz is not that bad. Dude, he's okay. expensive. We're not paying for Buskowitz, okay? Here's what we're doing. Okay, here's the thing. You got Buskowitz, Martinez, Dominguez, and Wong. Wong's costing us all the money. Why is that? Do you know how much takeout that guy eats? He's always <laughs> calling that chinky Chinese place down the block, you know, happy teriyaki. What? Yeah. Every hour on the hour, that guy's getting some shit. So, wait a minute. Sorry. So you're saying that the Chinese food he's that he's eating it to us. So the Chinese food that he's eating is le- is more expensive than the uh, Mexican food that Martinez Mar- and Dominguez. Yeah. No. Well, and and they, they got rid of they got rid of a Rodriguez. Rodriguez, right? Well, he he got depart- deported. <laughs> he was embezzling. Right. Right. So. Well, all I'm saying, listen, all yeah. I'm saying is I see the invoices. Mm-hmm. I sign off on them when yeah. the uh, Fort Tucker County right. pays the bills. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying I just didn't want to go through it. 
So I just want to say, I'm just saying, for the for record, record, it's not Buskowitz. He'll sue your ass just for, you know, defamation of character. He does not care. Well, um, you mean uh, he's not charging me money? Him and I are good friends. Hey, he's, he's charging, charging us, us, but it's Wong that's eating up all the fucking profits. Well, that's, Literally. That's Buskowitz's problem. He needs to get that in hand and stop charging me for Wong. Okay, well, so Wong will put his chopsticks away and maybe we can get on with business. <laughs> that's wrong. It's, it's Wong. Wrong is wrong is somebody else. That that's when a Chinese guy tries to say Wong. That becomes wrong. That's okay. I'm sorry. Um, factual incorrectness and the politically corrected crew are done. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. Okay. Next segment. Now you listen to me, fat ass. You do what I say and there won't be any problem, okay? Okay. We just drove 2,460 miles just for a little Roy Wally entertainment. The moose says you're closed. I say you're open. Yeah, Fork Talk Nation listeners, it's time for Candy Sprinkles Corner. Don't you know? All right, I am here with Kate Burton, one of our Washington throwers and an elite women thrower. Now, the question on everyone's mind is, why are the women called elite and the men are called pros? How do you feel about that? Well, it's kind of the progression of any sport. You've got to have enough athletes and enough interest to be able to generate enough enough to have two different classes of, you know, the women's and then the, the pro women. And so at this point, we've been able to get enough to dif- differentiate between an open class and an elite class, but not enough interest to be able to generate the revenue that the pro men would create. And so it's just the progression and the growth of the sport. How did you get started throwing? I was originally a hammer thrower in college. And while I was training doing that, one of my training partners happened to be an AMA over in Portland. And he suggested, you know, this might be something you'd be willing to try. And so in 2006, I went out to the Highland Ranch Games in Bend, Oregon, gave it a shot, and loved it ever since. Awesome. And how many years have you been throwing? So 2007, took a year off to have surgery, and here we are. And what have you seen in general in the growth in women's throwing, women throwing in the games since you started? There's been a huge change in interest. There's been a lot more actual, uh, a lot more athletes coming out from, you know, ex-collegiate athletes and a lot more women that have been weight training that have, you know, seen people at the gym that are, that are doing their, their training for the event and generating interest and coming out. And so we've got this, this wider range and, and more athletes to pull from. And, and the more that we do it, the more the people in the crowd see it, the more we interact with the crowd and pull people out, the, the bigger it's been getting. It's been great. Awesome. And one final question. What was your favorite childhood toy? My favorite childhood toy? You know, we had rope swings in the backyard, and that was probably it. It was playing out in the backyard and swinging on the ropes and and doing all that kind of thing. Awesome. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. Hey, Fork Talk Nation. It's Haas here. Hey, this next clip um, is awesome, except for the fact that there's a small interference that you'll hear. Uh, I've minimized it the best I can, but you're going to hear a little bit of it. It only lasts for a little bit in the first part of the clip, and uh, and then the second half of the clip is clean. Enjoy. Hey, Big Daddy. Boss. Topic one. One. Topic one. What happened to topic two? We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. That was the intro of the first one. I thought we were starting at four and going backwards. <laughs> Good idea. I like that. Go ahead. Uh, so you want to be a thrower. Yeah, I am a thrower. That's the topic. Oh, that's the topic. Okay. That's the topic. So this topic is all about you want to, you've heard Fork Talk, you know, you, you're tuned into us and you say, you know what, this sounds like something I might want to do. Right. You know, these guys sound cool. 
you know? Which we yeah, are. Yeah, no shit, eh? Yeah. They got a bunch of cool friends. They got hot wives. Which we do. You know? Um, you know, I want to I want to get with that, see? Right, yeah. So... want to be a part of the family. So you find a local games, and you say, okay, I'm going to sign up, and you go ahead, and you, you follow the website, and, and it has a novice class. Right, and you, you say, okay, you click the little button, you pay your fee, and bada-bing, you're in. So what do you do? You get there in the morning, right? Well, wait a minute. I think you start before that. I mean, so you want to get into this. So first of all, there's a community of people that will help you. If right? you have a community of people that are present. True. But to find that out, you would go on to, say, uh, Facebook yep. uh, and search for Highland Games in your region. NASGA is actually a good resource. NASGA well. is a great... N-A-S-G-A. Yeah. Uh, web.com. Uh, I mean, if you, if you punch NASGA into uh, Google, yeah. it'll, it's the first site up. available. Yeah. And you can go on their forums, message boards, and ask questions. And ask for help. Who throws in various areas. Yeah. And I think probably one of the best ways to get into it is you get on one of those local groups that kind of coordinate through Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you say, hey, I'm uh, someone interested in throwing in the Highland Games. And I'm thinking that game XYZ is going to be my first one in a couple months. Yep. And I would like to try. And where can, you know, can I come and practice with you? And usually you'll get a ton of answers. Yep. Yes, absolutely. We throw on Saturdays. We throw on Sundays. Yep. We throw on Wednesday afternoons or whatever, right? They have the implements. Yep. They'll, the they'll show you, uh, you know, they'll show you the ropes. Right. Show you how to throw a stone, how yep. to throw a weight for distance, how to throw a hammer. Yep. You know, some of them might even have cabers they can practice with, you yep. know. Uh, some may have some standards, as a matter of fact, where you can learn how to throw the wob. And True. Primarily... Some may have standards on the side of their house that someone's created that you can throw anytime you want. Yeah. A, a guy that I like to call Magic Man because he makes things happen. That's right. Right. Because he's, he's Brett Lathrop. Magic Man. If I'm Magic Man, does that make you El Diablo? I'm El Diablo. <laughs> Shake just happened. Shake it, baby. Shake it, baby. Shake it, baby. baby. <laughs> and uh, if you're serious, serious, um, I actually did this. I, I, serious. I bought a video. I went online and found the Ryan Vieira video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a variety of guys <laughs> like uh, Ryan Stewart, Shout. You can get his video. Absolutely. In fact, I'm not, I'm not going to shout Ryan Stewart. I'm going to tell you people that if you want to get a copy of Ryan Stewart's videos, it's going to be very simple. If you're, uh, if you're listening to us, that means that you can go to our website and contact us, and we will get you a copy of that video. And you can follow, you know, follow a link. We'll have a link on our page. Let's, yeah, but let's put yeah. website information on the products page on, on right, yeah. forktalk.com. On the Fork Talk homepage. Fork-talk.com. Fork-talk. www.fork-talk.com. Okay. So, uh, so videos are a good way because visually you can learn by watching, right? And trying to mimic that. But nothing can get you prepared better than actually throwing an implement. That's true. And throwing it safely with a group of people that know how to do it. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Okay. Agreed. So now you've done that. So you've done that. You've gone and met a few people, yep. nice people. You got You're now part down. of a, now part of a potential early bowling league. All right. 
You're heading to your first games. You've already signed up for uh, XYZ games. First games. And uh, should you? What, what do you have to have with you when you go? Um, what would be a nice? Uh, so your basics, right? So let's start with the basics. Uh, shoes, probably shoes. one of the most important things. I'd say some turf cleats would probably be the best. If you, yeah, if you've got them, you want a very low nub yeah. turf cleat to like start, cleat. Soccer like, like, a, like a soccer cleat, um, and you know, indoor soccer cleats will work, will work as well. It yeah. Depends on the environment. Uh, before you get hog wild into having multiple types of shoes like we do for yeah. different terrain, Four. you basically can start with a good, just a decent pair of cross trainers or some cleats of some yep. kind. Absolutely. And um, soccer turf shoes you need are the most all-purpose. As a novice, you don't really have to wear a kilt, but you can. Right. That's true. If you think you're going to stick with it and you want to put out the money, you can go to. Uh, uh, one of the kilt makers, like Sport Kilt. Sport Kilt. Usually they'll have a good deal. You can get a good kilt for 100 bucks. They're not paying us. You know, so I'm not going to boost their product too much. But it's cheap. It's good. You know? Neo Kilt. Neo Kilt. Out of Olympia. We love them. Utila Kilt. Yeah. Out of Seattle. So, um, but, but most novice classes don't require a kilt when right. you first start now. Pair of shorts. Yep. Pair of shorts. Uh, I would wear hose even if you're wearing shorts. You would do what with a hose? Hose. Hose, Long socks. Yep. Some soccer good, socks. Some long athletic soccer socks or yep. those long football socks or yep. if you want to get actual kilt hose, fine, right? Whatever you want to do. And a uh, compression shirt maybe and a shirt. Right. T-shirt. And they'll give you a T-shirt. Most games will give you a T-shirt to supply it for Sign you. Sign up know. in advance. Yep. That's right. And, um, <laughs> and then... So you will, um, first of all, you should have a good breakfast. If you eat in the morning and you like A little that, bit, yeah. 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 Hydrate yourself. Hydrate well. You should not um, probably drink too much the night before. Nope. Um, a little, few, a few, yeah, yeah, a few yeah. Scottish Gatorades are fine. Wouldn't but, bother, you know, loosen you up a little bit. Yep. And uh, when you arrive, you want to arrive at least 45 minutes early. I would say if check-in time is between 8 and 8.30, I'd be there before 8. Right. You know, that way you can get checked in, familiarize yourself with the, the way things are going to happen. Yep. You know, figure out. No rush. Yeah. That way you're not late. You know, you're not holding up anybody. You want to do some active stretching. Yep. Right. So moving and getting your nervous system going. You know, blood flowing. Yep. And then um, you start. Yep. And then the day progresses, and hopefully at the end of the day, you still enjoy it enough to want to do it again. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of complexity in the sport. As anything that you get into, there's a lot of nuance to it. And yet, really, if you want to get started, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be much more difficult than that. Nope. Just get at it, and if you like it, and you're having fun, and you're uh, creating uh, some friendships, yep. And it, it all gets the, the rest of it's easy then from there. Well, and the thing is too is you know Highland Games isn't like any other sport. It's not like track and field or any of these other sports. You're going to meet people and they're going to they're going to take you in, you know, if they think you have good character, you know, they'll they'll help you out if you need help. If you ask for help, you'll get it. You know, uh, when I be, decided to come back to Island Games in uh, 2007, uh, I met uh, a couple of really good guys I'm still good friends with that still throw. 
Right. And they took me under their wing, you know, helped me out, and bada bing, it worked great. Now, Jay, we've never talked about this, but why were you engaged in the Highland Games only for a couple years and then and then stopped? <sighs> um, Is that something you feel like sharing? Yeah, I can share with them. I wasn't touched by a, na- a, a nasty man or anything like that. Oh, okay. I just yeah, to make sure. That was years ago when that happened. Okay. But, and I didn't mind it. But the thing is, is uh, I was I was kind of teetering between Strongman and Highland Games. And at the time, I was making a pretty good go at Strongman. I was training Strongman. I lived up uh, near uh, a world's strongest man competitor, Jesse Marundi. Jesse Marundi. Rest in peace, Jesse. Yeah. And, the late uh, great. And so I was training every week with him, which was great. You know, you don't get that much good, that kind of opportunity. And, uh, yeah, so I did that. But then as I started getting older, the weight started getting heavier, and I started thinking, you know, I want to do something that's going to, you know, I can probably do, have more longevity. In. And so that's when I said, you know, I remember that Highland Games. I really enjoyed doing that. And then I said, you know what, come back. And I did. Best thing I ever did. Okay. Yep. Very good. And like you said, the the family was there. Some of the people you'd met previously, and they re-welcomed you back in, and off you went. Yeah, it's funny. Even you know, even if I hadn't thrown, I threw the last time I threw was two thousand and two. And even though I wasn't throwing, I would still go to like some of the games just to see my you know the guys, and they always remember me. We'd always talk, you know. Yep. Hey, when are you coming back to throw? You know, and then in, in two thousand and six. I just happened to go to uh, Mount Vernon Games just to go because I was bored. And uh, the athletic director there remembered me and said, Hey, why don't you come back and throw? Come back next year throwing my games. And uh, that's what kind of sparked me to do it. And that was Sue Gregg, the athletic director for Skagit Valley. Cool. Yep. And uh, then I got got into Enumclaw that year too and ripped my entire bicep off. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> so... So you want to be a thrower is a very different topic to say, so you want to be a pole dancer, <laughs> or so you want to be a... Sword swallower. Sword swallower. I'm going steady, and I French kiss. Well, everybody does that. Yeah, but Daddy says I'm the best at it. Yeah, Fork Talk Nation listeners, it's time for Candy Sprinkles Corner, don't you know? Okay, I'm here with Alex Norman Ross, one of the elite women competing here at the Victoria Highland Games. Say hi, Alex. Hello, everyone. What's your nickname? The Swan, dubbed by Big Daddy and Haas because she is so beautiful and swan-like. So, Alex, the men who are competing in the Heavy Events Challenge are listed as pros, and the women are listed as elite. Tell me your feelings about that. Uh, I feel like maybe there's a a little bit of sexism going on. Um, We are also here getting paid, uh, which does qualify us as professional athletes. So I do believe that next year it should be changed. I totally agree. If the men are pros and getting paid, the women are pros and getting paid. Ray Shahavitz, are you listening? Okay, another question for Alex. What was your favorite childhood toy? My favorite childhood toy um, would have been my field hockey stick. I was a field hockey player for 10 years, and uh, I didn't really play with many toys. It was mostly sports. So, Awesome. And why did you start throwing? 
Um, I was forced into it by my grade 10 gym teacher. Uh, uh, I hit a, a BC record for my age group in discus in gym class, and she said if I didn't come out next year, she'd fail me. So I didn't want to be embarrassed by failing gym, so I joined the track team. Good job, gym teacher. And finally, the most important question for Fork Talk, two-tine or three-tine? Three-tine all the way. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for being here. You know what this weather makes me want to sing? Toothpaste. Muskrat, muskrat. You're on your own there, brother. Do a little thing in the one-night stand. And that was the dumbest song you've ever sung. Really? First of all, you knew it was... You knew it was Captain Antonio, which says something. I was traumatized by Captain Antonio. Were you? Yeah, I was actually raped by them. You were not well, uh, mentally? Ear raped. <laughs> Worst singers in the 20th century. Are you kidding me? Where'd you uh, Who the fuck wears a goddamn captain's hat? That's and not I'm singing a jingling a jangle. Come on, Eileen. I like them. Heaven like the heavens above. Do you know all the words? Do you know all the words? Just kill me. You are a homosexual. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I am. Well, so first of all, I'm not gay. But you that like one. isn't gay. It's awesome. Uh, whatever. If I were singing Cher, which of course I love as well. Okay, so that's not a good example. Okay. Maybe I am gay. Maybe you are. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We're not, that's not going into the report. <laughs> Why not? It is what it is. It um, is what it is. I am what I am. I and am that's all that I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> okay, let's talk about beer gardens. Beer gardens, by golly. Yeah. So, beer gardens. First of all... Gardens of beer. We don't know in Anchorage if the, where the beer garden is. But we'll find out. We'll assume there is a beer garden because any Highland <laughs> Games that does not have a beer garden would really not even classify properly as a Highland Games. Let me tell you this. Isn't that right? If you're any kind of a Highland Gamesman, all right, if you know anything about the Highland Games, if you want to compete in the Highland Games, if you're married to someone in the Highland Games, if you ever bumped into someone in the Highland Games, you know where the goddamn beer garden is. And let me tell you this. There's two things I do in the morning when I check in the Highland Games. Number one, I check in, I get my free t-shirt. Number two, I put on my kilt. And number three, I ask, where's the fucking beer garden? <laughs> okay. That all happens before 8.30. This is true. And the beer garden, um, and we have a very specific opinion about this, and we give this to all athletic directors and the people who run Highland exactly. Games. Exactly, that was my next point. Okay. And that is, there is only one really perfect spot to put a beer garden. Yes. And where is that, Hoss? It is somewhere along the field of competition right next for to the Highland Games. Yep. For athletics. Yep. Um, there's Best not, place in the world. There's not a Highland Games out there that doesn't do better on their beer garden, both for the sales yep. and making money, yep. as well as in the... Uh, vibe and enthusiasm that happens yeah. when the beer garden is along one element of the field where the, the throwers are. Especially if that beer garden happens to be adjacent to wherever they're throwing sheaf. 
Yes, if you got Sheaf and Wob and some of those height events in front of the beer garden, even better. Yep, because then the place becomes electric. It does. And we're always amazed at the games that have not figured this out. And, and again, a lot of them haven't. And, and, you know, as I'm getting into the politics of Highland Games and getting to know better some of the uh, people who run the dancing stuff and who run the piping mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. First of all, kind of cool people. They really love what they do in their dancing or their or their piping, right? That's your opinion. Well, I, you know, we, as we've discussed, pipers are big drinkers. They're always at the beer garden, right? Um, but I only recognize athletics. So. But well, because we're, everyone else is because just we, cake decorating. Because we love it. Because the. Because it is the games part of the Highland Games. No, we're the games part of the Highland Games. They're the cake decorations. No, I, I, we're the white. We're great. the chocolate filling. Great. We're the white cake. Yeah, and no, no offense to white people. We're the white cake. <laughs> but we are. They are. It's the, not. They're the happy bar mitzvah Irving that's it, printed on the top. It's not a Highland Games without having those sounds of the pipes. And doing the competi- their competition. Like and I said, it. cake decoration. Okay, so without disparaging the rest of them, let's get back to Beer Garden. I don't care about them. I'm just telling you that's the way it is. So, the but but a beer garden in front of dance doesn't work. No. A beer garden in front of the Pipers, although it can, it it again, when they're in competition mode, people yelling and screaming and chanting, it doesn't work for them. Does somebody scream at Pipers when they're playing? Yeah, it, it just doesn't work. No. But athletics, because it's a sporting event, it works. Yep, absolutely. And it, and so it's just a no-brainer, and I'm, I'm always amazed at what you do. Now, and, yeah, and in our limited, you know, uh, number of games compared to the total in the country we've seen. For example, first time we ever saw the perfect example of this was Victoria. Yep. British Columbia. The entire one length of one side of the field is a beer garden. That's because they know what they're doing. Everybody. And that thing is packed for easily six to six hours of the day. It was shoulder to shoulder last And time people are buying the beverages at a fair price and they are uh, doing it in mass quantity and they're getting rowdy and they're yelling and screaming for the athletics and that's what people want. Here's my biggest reason why you should have a beer garden next to the athletics. What's that? Okay. What, what people stay at the Highland Games longer than anybody? The athletes because of how long the day is. All right. And we can't be in there drinking all day long, right? No, we can't. But who can be in there drinking all day long? All of our friends and family. Exactly. Devil Ange and Candy Sprinkles, if they're not throwing. Right. But all of our friends who come to see us, Yep. all of our friends' friends that come to see them, all the relatives, the moms, the dads, colleagues uncles, colleagues, whatever. They want to come to the games. They come to the games. They and do they a loop through to the vendors and various things. They sit in the beer garden, watch their friends throw. Yep. That's what yep. they want to do. And that is exactly what all games should be doing. I don't understand why they don't. And even if you have a traditional spot where a beer garden is, that's good for where the location of the it fits in the in in that particular games area, you should have a second one yeah. if you need to along the field. A smaller garden, a yeah. smaller beer garden, but a beer garden nonetheless. All people selling beer should know this. And the fact that the various games people don't get their beer gardens there, they're just missing out. Yep. Here's my biggest point of why they should be there. You ready? Yeah. 
go to a football game, what's the first thing you do when you, after you find your seat? You get a beverage. You go get a beer. Yeah. Right? The guy comes up the walkway. He's the beer man. What's he doing? He's passing out beer. Right? You go to a baseball game, which I don't go to those because I think they're stupid. But <laughs> if I was going to go, I would order a beer. I'd probably order a lot of beers because I'm bored. Because it's nine innings of boredom. Okay. Stop banging on other sports. Focus. I can do whatever I want to. It's a free country. <laughs> no, Alaska's not free. If I go to a we hockey, got Canada in between us. If I, that's true. If I go to a hockey game, I'm I'm drinking beer. Okay. What about soccer? Soccer's gay. It is not. Nobody goes to the games. Nobody cares about soccer. It's, it's the not biggest American sport. Soccer is the biggest worldwide sport. Watched by people okay. in the world. Go to a bar during so, football season in America, and you tell me who's watching soccer. Yeah, the guys with the two black eyes in the corner of the bar because they wanted to switch the channel to watch soccer. Dude, and they got their asses whooped. Dude, that's in America. There's another few billion people outside the United States that all they will watch is soccer. And the World Cup is the biggest sporting event in the world. But who cares? The rest of the world. Nobody cares. The world cares. Oh, no, they don't. Kingo cares in Japan. Oh, don't throw and, Kingo at me. And Yuli in Germany cares. Okay. And That's fine. All the Scots care. They grew Craig, up. They grew up. Craig Sinclair would they care grew more up for that. And soccer and all that other stuff, you know. But when it comes to real men's sports, <laughs> everyone wants to watch football. Uh, everybody in America. That's true. Yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, worldwide. Everybody, everybody in America. Everyone knows who the Super Bowl championship is. The wor- the World Cup audience okay. is like eight to ten times that of a Super Bowl. Go in any bar, and you ask in anybody America? in that bar in America. In America? We, we, we fucking live in America, of course in America. <laughs> no, goddamn Poland. No, you go to a bar in America and you sit at a bar and you say, "Hey there, Charlie." Who won the World Cup last year? And he's going to look at you like you're a fucking idiot. But you ask him who won the damn Super Bowl, and he's going to tell you who won the Super Bowl for the last ten years. No, he okay? won't. Yes, he will. <laughs> I know Charlie personally, and he will tell you. <laughs> so that's the deal. So you can shove soccer. Anyway, the bottom line is, even if you go in those faggy soccer games, you know it's hard to. They find. serve beer there. Do you know why they serve beer there? Because people are so bored, they have to do something, so they drink beer. You know it's hard to find. Uh, oh, kick the ball. It's hard to find a Vietnamese man named Charlie. You know they're all named Nguyen or Gook. What? Huh? <laughs> That's not in the Robin Williams thing. Oh. I was doing Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Dang it. I had a flashback. <laughs> Stop. Take it back. All right. Take it back. Okay. Charlie's not a goop. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, somebody, that, somebody listening in the Fork Talk audience right now just snurfed. You know what snurfing is? They were drinking something and it came out their nose when I said that. <laughs> in revulsion? No. In laughter. Oh, in laughter. That's what happened in our last episode. Because you get to say what they would like to, but just won't? They're all thinking it. That's wrong. Yeah. That's long. <laughs> hey, is he friends with Charlie? Let me ask you this. Stop! Now you've got me doing it. Let's get back to beer gardens. Okay, beer gardens. All right. 
we love beer gardens. Right. We love Scottish Gatorades. Absolutely. And it is good for sporting events to have beverages. It is a multi-billion dollar business to have beer sponsorship of athletics. Indeed. Right? And athletic events and Highland Games who don't put beer gardens next to the field of competition are Dumb. crazy and high. Yep. In fact, I'm going to actually get more aggressive with this because I've been trying to be polite. Oh, look out, everybody. And I am going to be a hell of a lot more aggressive with various Highland Games people I know that run certain ones. Oh, yeah? Like the committees of various Highland Games. You're going to shake them down? I'm just going to say, listen, honestly, and I am going to be as straightforward as I can tell you, if you don't put a stupid beer garden next to your athletic field, you are absolutely missing out. Yep. You're absolutely being Leaving ridiculous. And, and leaving money on the table. It is one of the most important and best things you can do marketing-wise for your game. Right. Let me ask you this side of a game. Do you happen to know how much money, how much of a percentage of the cut that a game's actually gets from a beer garden? Do you happen to know the figure? I don't know. I'm not I'm not aware. I think it would be interesting to find out how much they actually get from that beer garden because it's got to be a pretty pretty, it's got to be pretty big. Yeah, yeah. So in order for that to happen, so you would imagine... They would want a bigger percentage, a bigger piece of the pie. And how are they going to get a bigger piece of the pie? If they're making more money, they're going to get a big piece. Right? Right. So it just goes without saying. Smart move. Put the beer gardens close to the athletic field. Yeah. Well, it makes financial sense. It also makes sense uh, as a thrower because we know it's a better vibe for the audience Mm -hmm. and everything else. So get on and having a bunch of drunks yelling at you. I always say that. So we'll see if Anchorage has that. Yeah, we'll give them a report on that. We'll eh? give them a report. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's beer gardens. Beer gardens. Topic out. That was a rousing discussion. Sorry, folks. We're closed for two weeks to clean and repair America's favorite family fun park. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Fork Talk Nation listeners, it's time for Candy Sprinkles Corner. Don't you know? I'm here with Christy Scott, Washington thrower and one of the top elite women. So we've got a couple questions. Uh, first of all, the women are elite, but the men are pro. How do you feel about that? It's fine by me. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, how did you get started throwing? I went to the Prosser Games. Um, I saw it in the newspaper, and I went just to check it out and throw, and it was a lot of fun, so I stuck with it. Awesome. Um, this is a silly question. What was your favorite childhood toy? Childhood toy? Probably the trampoline. Awesome. Awesome. And now you compete in Highland Games, but you've competed in bodybuilding in the past and now, but you're into powerlifting too. And um, w- out of all the stuff that you do, what is your favorite? Um, right now I'm enjoying the strongman, strongwoman competitions quite a bit. Um, I've only done a few, so I'm still rather new at it, but those are pretty exciting. Um, and throwing is great. I just don't spend a lot of time practicing, so um, I feel like I need to spend more time doing that and see what happens. So you're, you're working on a lot of different angles with the, the string sports, which is great. Um, now the most important question to the Fork Talk Nation is three-tine versus two-tine. I have a three at home, but I haven't used it. <laughs> Good answer. Thanks, Christy. Thank you. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know why they call this stuff hamburger helper. It does just fine by itself, huh? Yo, Fork Talk Nation. All right, it's Haas here. Hey, so these uh, bits have been from 
our trip to Alaska, as well as some on-the-field interviews from Kenny Sprinkles in Victoria. And to finish her off, a little blast from the past, episode one. And uh, one of my favorite bits from that episode, it's uh, the St. Patrick's Day discussion with Big Daddy and Haas. And I hope you enjoy it. And then we'll close off the show. Hey, Big Daddy. Yes, Haas. Topic is St. Patrick's Day. Ah, my favorite day of the year. It's coming up. It is. So we had to talk about it on our first show. How could you not? Um, The Celts and how they fit into the Highland Games, right? We need to talk about Guinness. We need to talk about leprechaun throwing. We need to talk about love. Irish taking Scottish land and title. Yeah. Irish tartans, Scots. Scots and patties, do they get along? Do they? I think if they're drinking, they do. I think they have common enemies, so they usually get along. Common enemies unite. Right. Exactly. Who's their common enemy? Well, really anybody but them. Pretty much. Yeah. The British? The Brits. Unfortunately, they they definitely have got issues with the Brits, yeah? You got that right. So they... You you steal a guy's land and, you know... Take his wife on their on your wedding night. But That's peop- probably a, that'll stick in your craw a little bit. True, you know. True, true, <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Where do you go from there? I, I pretty much not yeah. much. I mean, you get an antler into the, into the neck. Right. That's what uh, William Wallace did. You know that, right? True. He stuck an antler in a guy's neck. He did. Did you see the movie? I did see the movie. I love that movie. What's the name of the movie again? Braveheart. 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 Yeah. yeah. But we're talking Irish. Yes, talking Irish. Okay. So first of all, many people don't know that. The Irish actually have a lot of Scottish lineage as well, or Scottish title, uh-huh. right? So there's people don't, and well, people who are, are not into Highlands and the and Scottish stuff, they actually mistake Ireland all the time. I'm wearing my kilt, and people will say, "Oh, you're Irish." Yeah, I'm that's like, right. what? And no, and I say, you know what I say? No, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but but you are an O'Neill. I am. And the O'Neills got so big as a political family in hey, Ireland. Hey, and it had nothing time. to do with steroids either. No, we got big because we like to procreate. Right, and you had, and you were smart, and you had power. Absolutely. But you got so big that the O'Neill families then started to inherit lands in Scotland, and so they got Scottish title, and then they got Scottish clan status, and then they got their own tartan, and the rest is history. Ooh, say that again. History. <laughs> God, I love when you do that. You like my when I roll yes. my R's, oh, don't you? Let me tell you something. Yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bit of Twitter right now. Oh, Are you? Do that. Yeah, don't we're do not on Twitter yet, so don't Ooh, don't go there. Uh, go Kindle your boyfriend. So, wow, where'd that come where from? Where are you going there? I don't know. That, Let's have, let me drink my Guinness. Hang you're on. a piece of work. Let me take a sip. You're a piece of Keep work. Keep talking so I can sip. But you're my work. You're my piece of work. You need <sighs> another. So, first of all, I spent a lot of time in Ireland. So, shout out to the Irish. I love them. Love you, Irish. Yeah, and they. Although they love whiskey, they do for sure. Hmm? They make the greatest beer that was ever conceived on God's green earth. Liquid gold. Yeah, the black gold yes. that is Guinness. Guinness. I'm I'm watching one pour and fall out before my eyes. Yours is almost empty, so you should have your handler. I'm going to finish this right now. I'm going to make a, a shout out to my handler. Oh, handler, that would be Devil Ange. Devil Ange, can you? Can get I have a, another Guinness, please? Yeah, can you get him a Guinness? It's say. Oh, did you hear that crack? No, I did. Anybody who has not seen something poor like that, it's glorious. Oh, man alive. See that? You just dump it upside down. Right. Now, um, Jay, I'm thinking that leprechauns could be potentially really good throwers. Wait a minute. Leprechauns. I know. They're short. 
They don't have long arms, no long levers, none They're of that. are essentially green midgets. Yeah. Oh, wait but, a minute, little people. But they are adept at picking up incredibly large cast iron pots of gold. And those things are heavy. Yeah. They I wouldn't go, know. I never picked up a pot of gold. They go for 50, 500, maybe even 700 on the big ones. You're kidding me. I'm not s- serious. And so I think. You're telling me one of those little green midgets can pick up a 700 pound pot of gold. What? Yeah. For, it, it's true. I would have so, never thought. So I think uh, weight for height. Weight for height. Yeah. Right. So uh, this is where you take weight for height. You're, you're taking a large 42 or 56 pound weight. Right. And you're swinging it between your legs. And you're hoisting hard up like a deadlift, up over your head, right. and then up over a bar as high as you can go. Right. And I think those little bastards would be good at it. You think so? Yeah. I, I got to disagree. Why? You know, it doesn't matter how powerful they are. They're still like two foot one. I mean, if you're going to try to clear a bar, you know, the world, the world record is what? 18.10 on a stand, 18.11 on a stand. Right, yeah. and that's a guy who's six foot four. Right, Mike Zolkowitz, shout out. He's a Polak just like me too. Right. Anyway, I'm half Polish, the good half. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Polish sausage. I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, I digress a bit. Often, but <laughs> so if this guy throws that weight over his head, what's he looking at? Candy sprinkles. I can't. See. It's a world clock she just put up. I don't see what that it says. It says five minutes and eight seconds, nine seconds. Yeah, we're 10 good. Seconds. Keep going, okay. Big Daddy. Focus, me. Okay. So he throws that. So he throws that pot or yeah. weight or whatever you want to call it, yeah. and it goes what seven, eight feet tops. He just cleared ten feet, dude. No, they're more powerful than that. And first of all, don't forget that would make him a good. Beat. There's no rule to not mound up a little dirt. They could wear lifts. They oh. could be four foot with two foot shoes. I call that the Chad Wilker rule. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's people I know who've done that. I've saw him do it. Exactly. In fact, he told he taught me how to do it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Magic. I don't know why I'm saying magic. <laughs> what? Oh. You know that whiteboard's not working too well. It's not. It's not. Have you noticed that? I think the problem is. Did, did you get to the speaking whiteboard? Have been, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, see, uh, Patrick's Day, obviously. Um, St. Patrick's Day, obviously, in honor of St. Patrick, right? Yes. And the best, the patron saint of. Uh, great. St. Patrick's Day. Celt born in Britain, who Irish saint who supposedly uh, banished the snakes from Ireland. Did you say supposedly? He did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got it on a good account. He has done it. Yeah? Yeah. And he's got a good lawyer. Because there's, no, there's, no there's no damn snakes in Ireland because of him. How do you know? This is why I love Ireland so much because I, Haas, don't like snakes. You're afraid of snakes? I am. And he is my favorite guy wait in the minute, world because snakes just, they they're go. You're six foot three. Yeah. 280 pounds. Yeah. And you're afraid of a little wiggly snake. I'm not snake. 280, 260 right now. Oh, I Thank forgot you, you lost weight. Much. Okay, yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. 260 pounds. Yeah. And you're afraid of a little teeny wiggly snake. Yes. Hate them. How do you take a pee? Easy. <laughs> well, I drown it because the water is so deep and cold. <laughs> oh, man. We'll get that on from Candy Sprinkles and see if that's true. Oh, she's putting it on the whiteboard. She says, not so much. Now... <laughs> I hate that whiteboard. <laughs> Damn that whiteboard. Hey, why is it going to be white? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, St. Patrick, he also was famously uh, had a staff. Ooh. 
Now you that, mean a staff of like eight people? No, 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 no. A staff like a large stick, and that means he possibly was a good sheath thrower. How so? How do well, you figure be- because he's used to, you know, he probably picked up those big bow constrictor snakes and he chucked them up in the air. Really? Yeah, to get rid of them. Okay. So it's- I think he could potentially be good at sheath as well. You might be right. You know, anybody with a long staff is uh, probably pretty good at sheath. Yeah. You know, I actually got the record in Mississippi. Yeah, we talked about that already. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should love him. You know why? Why? Because your middle name is... Patrick. Patrick. Yep. And we're not talking starfish SpongeBob Patrick, <laughs> although you act like it sometimes. Uh, what do you mean by that? But, but Saint. Let's go to the Krispy Krab for dinner tonight. What do you think about that? Huh? The Krispy Krab? What's it called? The Krusty Krab? Cr- the Krusty Krab. The Krusty Krab. Yeah, let's go there. <laughs> yeah. Well... I love the kids' meal. Well, we're going to go to the Timber Tavern. I want a toy with that. Okay. Okay. Well, you're easily amused. That's what she said. Yeah. If you know what I mean. It's right. sexual innuendo time on Fork Talk, ladies yeah, this, and gentlemen. This um, particular <laughs> episode. Oh, we're at 8 minutes, 35, 36, 37. Yeah, yeah dude, this, this particular topic hasn't been going so well. We're supposed to be shouting out about? to St. Patrick. Anytime you're talking about St. Patrick's Day, it's a good time. It's a good day. In honor of St. Patrick, why don't we hoist our Guinness? Yep. Let's click our glasses. Okay, wait. There yes. we go. And take a sip. Mm. Mm. We're, we're sipping our beer, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. <sighs> Very Man, good. tasty. Happy St. Patrick's Day, all of our Irish friends. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. And those who wish they were. Yes. But you know what? Everybody is one 365th Irish. Is that right? Yeah. How do St. You know Patrick's that? Day, buddy. Everybody's St. Everybody's oh, I see what you're Irish saying. on St. Patrick's God, Day. You did, I didn't know you could do math like that. I can't really, but I'm part Asian. Okay, I've got to now <laughs> cut that out. You're not cutting that out. That's good stuff. That that was probably racist. Probably racist. Probably. No, 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 no. That was prejudice. Racist is if an Asian no, guy no, comes no, to me and no, tries to get no. a job. No, no, la, 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 I'm not listening. <laughs> oh, my God. You have no filter. I'm, I'm I do have a filter. It's right in front of me. <laughs> it's called a spit filter. It's not working, by the way. We need to clean this microphone. Do we, do we have anything else to say about the Irish? We love St. Patrick's Day. We throw with plenty of Irish. Uh, the Irish are represented in the games. Well, how can you not love the Irish? I mean, seriously. Right. Right. Drink beer. Drink whiskey. They figured out how to get past that potato thing. Dude, they get all the chicks. I mean, come well, on. Well, they got really? the redheads. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. And the blondes. Well, they got blondes, too. And the devil and just... Yeah. Well, that's because... Um, you know, the Vikings, they're all Vikings. All you the mean Celts, Minnesota Vikings? All the Celts are Vikings anyway, right? Because they basically swept through Scotland. It was down through Ireland into Britain. Basically changed the landscape. Uh-huh. Yep. It's true. How did the Minnesota Vikings get all the way over there? Uh, that's because they all went to Minnesota. To play a game? No. They went to Minnesota, and they thought, oh, look, look at this cold and nasty, barren, ridiculous <laughs> land. It's just like home. Let's yeah. stay. Let's wear some purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, we are digressing on that subject. I know. Next topic. Next topic. the show i'm i'm crying for tech nation why am i crying because i am sans big daddy 
I this this episode was all about vacation, about being away, going to Alaska, new adventures. Um, we've all then had I've had some vacation since then, and uh, I've been away from the big daddy, so we haven't been getting our usual uh, bromance time. Uh, it's been quite sad. Uh, we weren't able to finish off the show together. Um, I tried, and we had a, a Francis Brebner incident in that I recorded his half of the conversation, or my half of the conversation, and then his half didn't. So it was probably one of the best conversations if you ever listened to it, because it's basically all me, which is awesome, but uh, with no retort from Big Daddy. So there was nothing, you know, uh, fabulous and inappropriate for me to, to comment on. So... It just didn't work. Um, So the studio is sad and lonely because I don't have my big daddy with me. But never fear, Fork Talk Nation, episode 10 is right around the corner. And uh, Big Daddy and Haas will be back together and with our uh, fabulous crew. And I'm sure it will be an excellent episode. Um, To follow up, we had a great trip to Alaska. Um, Per the previous segments, the beer garden was not on the field. Once again, they don't get it. It was a nice beer garden, but it needed to be near the fields. Um, we had some great times. The hotel we stayed in was haunted, and we were scaring people. That was awesome. Um, uh, we had a living legend on the field. We look over across the field, just behind us, where we're sitting our, in our chairs, and there's Bill Kazmaier. And I run over to Jay. I'm like, uh, Jay, you know Bill Kazmaier? He's like, yeah. He's standing right over there. Um, so Jay went over and uh, and had a chat with him. Bill's actually living up there in Alaska now. He's, I think, working in a local physical therapy chiropractic type center. And uh, he was there big as life. The pros were over getting pictures with him. That made their day. So, um, and speaking of pros, Ryan Stewart, Greg Bell, John Oden, and all the Alaska guys that were there that we met. Thank you so much. Uh, good good job competing. And uh, it was great seeing you. Um my uh, my brother from another mother, Brett McDonald, was up there, and it was finally nice to get to see him and meet him in person instead of just Facebook. Um, Ray Maybe, who helps uh, as kind of almost like an AD up there in Alaska uh, to help coordinate everything, did a great job. So well done, Ray. Um, and uh, just a great event. So thank you very much. Next episode is going to be uh, our 10th. Can you believe it? Number 10. And uh, we're going to have interviews. Um, we're going to check in with Miles Wetzel because there is some serious stuff going on. We're going to be talking about the International World Masters Championship in Scotland in Inverness because it's blowing up because there are so many people. It's already full, and we got to talk about it. It's going to be crazy. Uh, we're also going to talk about our shouts to the various games that have been going on since we uh, were on air last, and also Portland. We'll talk about Portland. And, um, and a variety of other games. So um, don't miss it. It'll be out soon. And so, sadly, alone, Haas in studio, I have to do my best uh, Big Daddy impression. Okay, here it is. I, I don't know if I... Candy, I don't know if I've ever done this before. Okay. Hey, Haas, may the fourth be with you. How was that? Does that sound anything like Jay? No. No. Okay. Um, let's see. Hoss, may the fork be with you. Does that say anything like Jay? Nope. No? Um, let me think. Um, Hoss, may the fork be with you. 
No? No. No? Boy, I think those are so close. I don't... Well, he is the one and only. He is the national treasure. He is the big daddy. So he can't be imitated. That's all there is to it. In fact, now I'm going to do a J. Let me tell you something. I love the big daddy. Let me tell you how much I love this guy. My best friend, a man who is all rough and surly on the outside, but has a heart of gold. He is all squishy in that underbelly of his. Um, I love him dearly. He's a great uh, friend. He's a great training partner. He pushes me. He's taught me how to lift uh, properly. He's um, helping me to be a better thrower. He uh, Just when I think he's so full of crap and completely off the rails, he reminds me that he's a damn smart and highly educated man who um, knows a thing or two and uh, is my senior, by the way. So I... Uh, uh, I respect him greatly because he knows a hell of a lot of things, and uh, I miss him desperately. There, there's my ode to Big Daddy for Fork Talk Nation. So, as Hoss would say, may the fork be with you. Big Daddy, you are the sheaf to my fork. Shanchamor! And Captain Quint, take it away. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she fork wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!